I saw it on Linden Street. Hello, and welcome to I Saw It on Linden Street, the show dedicated to the joy of finding an appreciation in cult films, exploitation oddities, beloved classics, and all points in between. I'm your host, Chris Roberts, inviting you to join us here at the Linden Street Cinema Experience Theater as we once again dig up a fun cinematic relic from the past. If you're new to the show, thank you so much for joining us. This isn't your standard film review. Rather, it's a synopsis of films that we feel deserve to have another inspection, with some background on actors, maybe the director, and if I'm doing my job, perhaps you get half an amusing story out of me. Fair be warned, while we don't cover all aspects of the plot, we do discuss endings and spoilers. So if you'd like to be surprised, we always suggest that you please give the films we cover a viewing before you listen to us. If you like us, and I would hope that you do, please recommend this podcast to a friend. Give us a favorable review. Now, that's great, and that's all boilerplate, but this week we're actually doing something a little different. We're not covering any films this week. We have wrapped up Robots Gone Wild theme from last week and this past month, and now what we're going to do this episode is just have a little year-end wrap-up. Some reflection on how things have been going with this show. Uh, Some of you have been so kind as to provide some email questions. I'll be answering some of those out of the listener mailbag. And hopefully uh, we'll discuss what's coming up next and you like what you hear. So please, join us. So, for starters, hi everybody. This is now officially the Monday post-Christmas, and the new year is going to be upon us in just about, depending when you listen to this, 24 hours. 2019 has been a really strange year. Not bad, though. I just didn't anticipate all of this happening as quickly as it did. But hey, here we are, 40 episodes in, talking about what movies we're going to be covering next. That's 40 weeks of talking movies? We have listeners now in 18 countries around the world, and we're growing. For something that is being done by me part-time as a lark in my basement, this is going so much better than I ever could have imagined. So, from the bottom of my heart, I just wanted to say thank you. I appreciate it. I like doing this. I like talking about films, and I really hope you're enjoying hearing me talk about films. I have to say, there's a fantastic PodNation community out there, and I have had the opportunity to listen to and interact with some amazing people who just want to talk about the things that they love. And it's been so terribly illuminating and uplifting when I deal with them. So please, if you like this podcast, consider going out and listening to other ones as well. There's so many great things out there. So I got to tell you this, I was thirsty for feedback when I first started, and and I'm not going to lie, I still am. I always want to make this a better experience, both for me to do and then for the end user to hear. I think it's safe to say we all can agree that the microphone use and the recordings themselves have gotten a lot cleaner, clearer, and the volume levels have stabilized since I first started. If you compare an episode now to an episode from that first couple outings, oof. 
Oh man, I I love the Christopher Walken episode. I would not change anything about what I said. I would instead change all of how I had the mic setting and placement and even the mic I was using. I was all over the place with the volume. That was rough. So I am sorry. But, but, not the point. The point is, I went online and I started looking for help. And of all places, I went to Reddit. Now, I myself am not really a reddit user i created a reddit account when i first started podcasting just because i needed to find people that knew what they were doing that i could hook up with and ask just for some basic help and advice and you know what there is an awesome community out there when people think of reddit a lot of times i know they think of just a, a deep black hole that you can get sucked into of negativity and weirdness that all exists yes but there are some wonderful communities out there that you can really really learn a lot just by asking questions and they are great great resources and wonderful people that are willing to be open and honest and help you as long as you ask so i got some really good constructive criticism and some very helpful advice and i even have to say i also got some harsh feedback but i asked for it and people gave it to me now i have to say one gentleman in particular told me that he wanted me just to review the films stop telling stories about who I am, stop telling stories about people I know, and stop talking about what films remind me of. After all, it's a film review. And he then claimed the problem with the podcast is it sounds like This American Life with movies. I have to say, I have never received a more wonderful backhanded compliment than that. That is absolutely what I was going for. (laughs) I wanted something that was like a silly story or a fun fact or some wonderful memory that I could then tie into an actual film. That is everything I was about. And they were taking it from the approach of I was only doing movie reviews. That's not what this is. But again, in their defense, they were giving me honest, constructive criticism And I did not want to make fun of them or question them. But but that being said, this is not what this show is. I, I did not want to, when I started doing this podcast, create something that would come out to be like Chris's super top 10 films of all time. And I give this one a 9 out of 10 wiggly dachshund butts. Nobody wants that. That's been done to death. And you can go get that from multiple, multiple other places. I was so flattered by that. So I have to say, I did double down after that and tried to link everything to a story or a memory or something I just think about that I think would be interesting that hopefully you find interesting. And here is now where we find ourselves today. We're doing okay. We sound okay. But I have nothing to be cocky about here. There is always, always room for improvement. And as we move forward, I really hope to keep getting wonderful feedback from you guys because... I want to make this good. I want to be entertaining, but I want to make sure you're entertained. I want to cover things that I'm interested in, but I want to cover things that actually you want to hear about within the realm of reason. I I will say this. Somebody did email and stated, why am I not covering, they said modern films, and I would argue that point because I do cover modern films. They wanted stuff that's right now in the theater. They want me to cover like Avengers Endgame and why am I not talking about Rise of Skywalker? I love those movies. I'm a big fan. 
Do you know how many podcasts are currently talking about them? Maybe they're getting the downloads, maybe they're getting people listening, but do you want to hear me talk about how awesome these things are that you already have seen that you know how awesome they are? Or would you rather instead hear something about a film that does sound interesting that I can guarantee you you probably haven't heard of, or if you have heard of, you've never seen and you want to know more? That's the goal. Give it a couple years, I'm sure I will revisit something that just trips the right person's trigger and makes them really happy. But until then, I'm going to go and plow through the deep catalog I have of things that I really think the normal viewer either hasn't experienced or if they have experienced, they haven't thought about it in a really long time. And that's my goal. I just want to make sure everyone can have a good time with it. So it is not any form of snobbery or any form of me saying like I'm better than this I love pop culture and that at the end of the day is all we're covering I'm just covering pop culture of the past that you now are not seeing because we are here in the now of the future so on to the actual mailbag portion of this I'm going to start by just saying thank you so much to those of you who actually sent constructive and or well thought out questions. That was very much appreciated. I I did have to weed out a bunch of the standard you suck and why haven't you covered Transformers Dark of the Moon yet kind of questions, but I'm I'm amazed at the amount of positive feedback and very well thought out and eloquent responses I got. So thank you so much. I haven't selected a ton of them. We're only going to do a couple, but I thought these were both very kind and thoughtful submissions, and I hope they will be appreciated in my responses to them. So thank you guys so much. So for starters, this one is coming from Australia. This is Rob in Sydney, Australia, and I'm not going to try to do a horrible accent or anything insulting. I I just want to be fair. So how's it going, Chris? I've been loving what you're doing, and I wanted to give you a thank you for covering Razorback. Do you plan on covering any more other great films from Straya? Only Westies outside of the city say Oz. There are many to choose from, and it would be nice to have them... I'm sorry, sorry. It would be nice to have them given a chance to be viewed by the public. Thanks for everything. I love listening. Cheers. Rob, Sydney, Australia. Other than butchering your letter, Rob, um, well, first, thank you, Rob. I'm going to start by saying I hope that in reading that, I have not offended people because I honestly am not quite sure what a Westie is, if that's an insult or not. But at least in answer to your question, yes, in 2020, one of our months is absolutely going to be an Ozploitation theme with a selection of some excellent Australian films. I won't get too preachy on it, um, I don't want to get too into the weeds, but folks only seem to want me to focus on like George Miller, or now they want to talk about Baz Luhrmann, but I have to say there's a lot of cinematic gold to be found down under, and I think people in general should take the time and make a point to seek out some of the other very much undersung films that came out of Australia. So, again, yes, I am looking forward to putting that together and to covering a month's worth of films, at least in the next coming year. So, thank you again, Rob. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. 
no private property. That's ru rule number one. You come to live in this community, you donate all your capital and other material assets to the town. You're off the map, son. As far as the seven o'clock news goes, whoop whoop doesn't exist. And that's the way we like it. And that's the way it's going to stay. Nobody leaves here without my permission. And that permission is never given. That's rule number two. Any questions? Two days ago, I saw a vehicle that had hauled that tanker. You want to get out of here? You talk to me. Hi, Chris. I just wanted to let you know I'm really enjoying the show, and I wanted to ask about the Linden Street Cinema Experience Theater. How big is it? It says you hold private screenings on Facebook, and I can see that people have checked in there, so I was curious as to how many people it can actually seat. Also, I adore Edgar Wright. Do you have any intention on covering any of his films? Parenthetical, please? Thank you very much. Phoebe. Chelsea, UK. Well, thank you, thank you for your letter, Phoebe. So, here at the good old Linden Street Cinema Experience Theater, it's really the downstairs home theater that came with the house that my wife and I purchased about four years ago. I have a large movie collection, and when I was house hunting, I was hoping that I was just going to get a room that was going to have like a nice flat screen TV in it, and that would be, you know, my movie watching space. Then, in a house that my wife actually picked out, as we were touring, we went to the lower level and discovered that what should have been like a standard family room was instead a large area with a mounted screen taking up one full wall and a ceiling mounted projector with a built-in surrounding sound system in it. I was hooked. We ended up buying the house, of course. So the current space, it's able to comfortably seat six people without much of a problem. But I have been able to get groups of 12 in there and seated by using creative arrangements. My long-term goal, if I had everything at my, you know, fingertips would be to create a truly elevated tiered seating space in the theater proper and get some actual theater chairs um but at the time you know the arrangement of couches and chairs will have to just do for what we use it for uh, th the experience moniker i will say was put as a placeholder because i would always tell people when we were hosting films and being silly that it was the linden street cinema and then i would say dot 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 and then i'd include something goofy like we were a doxum emporium or we were a pizza kitchen or an ice cream fountain and it just kind of evolved from there into the linden street cinema experience so thank you for all of that that's probably far more than you ever wish to know about it um as far as Edgar Wright goes, I'm a fan as well. I think Spaced is a fantastic series, and I'm completely, completely in love with his first two entries of the Three Flavors Cornetto trilogy. I have to say, he loses me with The World's End. I love Hot Fuzz. I love Shaun of the Dead. I just really couldn't get into World's End. I don't hate it. It's just, it's not my favorite. 
I, I will say, and this is really going to hurt some of my nerd fan base out there, I'm not a fan of Scott Pilgrim. I, and, and before you ask, I've read the comics. I, I just it never did it for me. I don't hate it, but I don't go out of my way to see it. But things I can come back with. Ant-Man is awesome. Baby Driver is a wonderful film in its own right and is probably going to be covered for some future, you know, screenings at some point. So in answer to your question, yes, we will absolutely be covering some of Mr. Wright's work here in the near future. So thank you so, so much, Phoebe. That I, I very much appreciate it. So, what's the plan? Right. We take Pete's car, we drive over to Mum's, we go in, take care of Philip. I'm so sorry, Philip. Then we grab Mum, we go over to Liz's place, pull up, have a cup of tea, and wait for all this to blow over. Why have we got to go to Liz's? Because we do. She dumped you. I have to know if she's all right. Why? Because I love her. All right, gay. I'm not staying there, though. Why not? If we hole up, I want to be somewhere familiar, I want to know where the exits are, and I want to be allowed to smoke. Okay. Take Pete's car, go round Mum's, go in, deal with Philip, sorry, Philip, grab Mum, go to Liz's, pick her up, bring her back here, have a cup of tea, and wait for all this to blow over. Perfect. No, 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 wait, we can't bring her back here. Why not? Well, it's not exactly safe, is it? Mm, yeah. The state of it. Where's safe? Where's familiar? Where can I smoke? Take car, go to Mum's, kill Phil. Sorry. Grab Liz, go to the Winchester, have a nice cold pint, and wait for all this to blow over. How's that for a slice of fried gold? Yeah, boy! Sea Dog. Sea Dog? Okay, that, that's fine. <clears throat> sea Dog, I'm enjoying the podcast, but I have to say, you're a bit stiff, bro. You should unwind and do a drunk cast. Have your favorite drink and get all loose talking into the mic about films. Take it easy. Grant, Homer Glen, Illinois. Okay, uh, I've been called many things, but Sea Dog is definitely not in the rotation. So, in answer to your question about getting drunk while doing this, um, I write out most of what I'm doing to. Okay, let me rephrase. I write out most of what I'm going to say, at least in like a loose script for myself. I usually record late at night, and I often am recording with a glass of wine or an IPA in my hand. So when you hear me having some like weird phrasing, it's usually because I've lost my place and my brain is struggling to catch up with my mouth. So me drinking while discussing something unscripted could be a possibility, but I, I guess I would want to theme it with perhaps being a particular boozy picture, I suppose? If I was going to get drunk and do this, I don't know, maybe I'd pick like Withnail and I, or maybe Arthur? If I'm going to get drunk and talk about a movie about drunks? 
Regardless, I have to say, I have a more selfish reason for not wanting to do an actual, like, full-blown drunk cast. I, I really, at this point in my life, I don't want to deal with a hangover the next day. So, if it's gonna be done, I want it done right. And if I get laughs and support for it, I absolutely can entertain this option. But, tell you, tell you what, Grant... In the new year, I will throw out a poll at some point and see what kind of feedback I get. You know, if, if some people are saying we should totally do a drunk cast, then yeah, I, I'll get behind it and I will do that. And uh, hey, way to encourage alcoholism for comedic purposes. I have to say it's a bold move, Grant. But thank you. Thank you very much for your, your message. I, I appreciate it. Try some of my Flanders Planters Punch? Why not? I paid for it. Hey, Flanders, next time, why don't you put a little alcohol in it? Oh, contraire, Simpson. It has three shots of rum, a jigger of bourbon, and just a little dabaroo of creme de cassis for flavor. <laughs> really? Well, I do have a warm sense of well-being, and I seem to be sorry my speech. You're right. Give me another. Homer, go easy on the alcohol. Remember last year at the Winfields party when you threw up in the laundry hamper? No. Mm. Well, for this next one, I had a couple of people actually broach this, but this was the nicest version, so let's proceed. Hi, Chris. I've really been enjoying when you have Velocipeter on, but I'm curious if you're going to have other podcasters or contributors join you. Is this like a control thing? Haha, <laughs> just kidding. Please keep up the good work. Dax, Beaumont, Texas. Well, first off, hi Dax. Thank you for writing. I'm, I'm really glad you're enjoying what you hear, and I'm glad you enjoyed Velocipeter being on this show. Personally, I do hope Velocipeter will keep being a contributor when his schedule permits. I enjoy his insights. He makes me laugh. So let me at least back you up a little and explain how this podcast itself came to be. So I had wanted to start a podcast, honestly, years ago. The problem was I was in grad school working on my master's in history, and I just didn't have the time. I have to say, there wasn't really an app like Anchor available to make all of this easier. I was actually in the process of discussing doing a podcast with a few of my friends, and I'm not ruling this out as an eventuality that actually will happen in the future, but when I get down to it, it's really difficult for myself and the people I like to assemble ourselves regularly to at least record and get this done. You know, those of us who are knowledgeable about films being in the same room on a regular basis, that's a hard thing to do when people have, you know, jobs and kids and commitments. So, most of them work full-time. They have families. Some are in school themselves. The concept of regularly getting together just to sit around a mic and bullshit, that's the equivalent of herding cats. So, my logic here is... If you want something done, just do it yourself, because waiting is never going to make it happen. So, hey, if it works out, great. If it doesn't, well, at least I managed to entertain a few of my family members a couple of times for a month or two in, in doing a podcast. Except smash cut to now. Here we are. So, it's all on me. 
I have to heavily edit my segments. The concept of having live guests thus far has eluded me. Not that I don't want them. It's just, again, a total scheduling issue. My true vision for this is the sidecar segments will be kind of like a family of voices of regular contributors who can pop in and pop out when they can and can come in, comment on things that interest them. That is something I really am hoping to get, like a a network of people that not every episode would just be Peter, but Peter would be in a family of voices. I I do have um, other people that I have approaching to to see if they would be interested in i see this as a wonderful way to cross promote with other podcasters both for our collective audiences to find something new to listen to and that way everyone wins so yes i absolutely intend on having more guests on the show in 2020 i do have some friends that have already expressed an interest in contributing and i am working right now and reaching out to several podcasters who i enjoy listening to to see if they would like to even have a segment themselves as well but here's the thing i don't want to give anybody's names right now both to manage people's expectations and to be respectful to potential future guests it's unfair to put stuff on people and then make you think either we had some kind of agreement they turned me down or that something came up that's that's not right to do but yes future sidecar contributors are afoot it is gonna happen and i am looking very much forward to it so i am so so happy dex that you asked that because it is something i really like okay for starters all of those letters really really nice thank you so much those of you who took the time to write in um if i didn't choose your letter please don't take it personally i just tried to keep things kind of concise and some of you asked some of the same questions so i picked some of the better phrasing of those questions so what does the future hold well for starters i'm happy to say listenership has grown enough that we're now getting spots from the ad council so that's a good thing that means there's enough of you listening out there that the ad council thinks you should have those spots So if we keep expanding, and I hope we do, and with your help, of course, and encouraging other people to listen, perhaps one day I could dare to dream that we get some real sponsors on board and maybe, just maybe, I could break even on this whole business. I I really, I won't say never, but I really don't want to go to, like, listener-supported views. What I would like to do is just, you know, be big enough that we can have a couple of commercials and that kind of keeps us afloat. It's not why I'm doing it, but it's nice to dream. So I have to say, this upcoming year is going to be challenging, and I am most likely going to be heading back to the classroom in the fall of 2020 for what I can only describe as my educational side hustle. What does that really mean? It means I'm going to be teaching a couple of introductory honors sections for incoming freshmen at college. Will it be fun? Of course for sure but it's going to take up a large chunk of my time where i have to make sure that i'm prepared for the lessons i'm going to be introducing them to as well as just taking time to grade papers on the back end that being said i don't want to cheat people out of a show i'm just trying to like let people know that my goal is to keep the same release schedule as long as possible with some fair warning that i might have to drop an episode later too again 
not trying to like stiff anybody, but I want to manage expectations now as we continue to roll on. And, you know, I'm trying to do this all without having to take any sort of extended hiatus. So what is it you can expect for us in the future? Well, this new year is going to see us tackle new themes such as what were they thinking? That's going to be a collection of bizarre films that either didn't work for the time or they don't work at all now, but they're still worth a perusal from a film-loving audience. That's going to be in January. February is going to see us tap into some exploitation roots, a selection that we're titling Exploitation Much. And for now, March is slated to be a simple carpenter. That's a host of films directed by the one, the only, John Carpenter. And that's going to cover at least the next 13 weeks or so. So hey, that gives you a sneak peek of what's coming down the pike and what you can expect as listeners. So I, I hope you enjoy that. Jim, a giant head has entered Earth's gravity, triggering climate change and natural disasters we thought were impossible for at least another eight years. Let's not make this political, Terry. Do we know what this giant head wants? Ahem. <clears throat> Show me what you got. Jim, you heard the said. Show me what you got. Show me what you got. I want to see what you got. <sighs> Boy ain't right. So that's going to wrap things up for this episode of I Saw It on Linden Street. It's our 40th episode all. Thank you so much for joining us. If you like us, please, please, please follow us on our Facebook page at the Linden Street Cinema Experience and recommend us to your friends. We're on Instagram at LSCE underscore podcast, or you can follow us on Twitter at LSCEP. Please Follow or subscribe to us on the podcast platform of your choice. If you're an Apple Podcast user, please, we would greatly appreciate a five-star and a review from you. We're also featured on Podchaser.com. That's a podcast database for creators and listeners of podcasts alike. Check us out. Give us a like there. Even a review if you could. We would appreciate it. As always, if you'd like to get in touch with us, make a comment, ask a question, send us wonderful things, please reach out and email us at lindenstreetcinemaexperience at gmail.com. If you'd like to even have a more personal interaction or you wish to contribute a segment on the sidecar, please send us an audio message by way of Anchor. That's a free and easy app to use. So, until next time, take care out there and remember, life's too short not to live in the past. Take it easy, everybody, and we'll see you in the new year. Be well.